Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. A nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob, and this week I have a pair of roasted orange vegetables <laughs> for the for the podcast. We're doing a honey glazed roasted carrot, which was fantastic. This was really beautiful, had a lot of great flavors in there. And then the second one is it's, it, it's a variation on a seasonal vegetable. It's roasted butternut squash filled with spinach and pesto cheese dip. It's really, this one tasted fantastic. And the other one was super duper pretty. So as with every episode, check out the show notes for the plain text recipe, the imager album to the step-by-step photos. And uh, let's see, I don't think we're going to have any special ingredients or special equipment for this episode because uh, we're just using fresh in season, very common vegetables, herbs, uh, cheeses, all that kind of stuff, you know. And we're keeping it orange this week orange carrots, orange butternut squash. All right, so let's start off with these honey roasted carrots first. And these are served with like an herb oil. I mean, it says it's an herb oil. Really, it's uh, hmm. is it more of a, a relish? Is it a sauce? Is it a dressing? I don't know, but it's very similar to chimichurri. Different enough that it's not chimichurri, but you know, I love, I love a chunky herb sauce, uh, with olive oil, something very simple. Now with both of these recipes, if possible, if you can use fresh herbs and obviously, you know, in season vegetables, like do this the end of summer, beginning of fall, whenever you have really high quality, fresh, uh, produce available. But the fresh herbs are really important because even though these are kind of autumnal recipes, you know, kind of like a fall theme on these, they have a very bright, fresh flavor, owing in part and mainly to the fresh herbs. Okay. So for these honey roasted carrots, we are going to start off with like a dozen of them. I don't know, or the better part of a whole bag of carrots. And I'm going to say, don't peel these with the vegetable peeler. You want these to be kind of rustic and to have like a nice crinkly blistered skin to them. So with a clean sponge and some uh, cold water, scrub the uh, outside of the carrots to get them nice and clean, but do not peel them. Okay. We're also going to use about a half cup of, uh, of olive oil. Uh, some of this will be for drizzling the carrots prior to roasting. Some will go into the sauce, but yeah, a half cup plus or minus whatever. And there's no reason to measure this out ahead of time and then try to portion it off later. Just remember that you'll have to use olive oil twice. Uh, we're going to use a roughly a tablespoon of honey. And I used a, the, so we got these two local honeys. One was uh, bottled in the spring and one was bottled in the fall of last year. And the color difference is remarkable. The fall honey was uh, very light uh, compared to the spring honey, you know, with fewer flowers out or different, different types of flowers out, different uh, nectars that are being accumulated, but I used a really nice light uh, tablespoon of local honey, some sea salt or kosher salt or Himalayan pink salt, something like that, black pepper, 
one clove of garlic, a handful of fresh parsley, a handful of fresh dill, and a couple of sprigs of thyme, again fresh, and we're going to pull the leaves off of those. A pinch of red pepper flakes, let's say like a half teaspoon to a teaspoon of red pepper flakes. Four ounces of goat cheese, which would be like a small log of chev if you're getting those individually wrapped packages of chev cheese. And so this recipe, I, I'm doing this from the Half-Baked Harvest Every Day by Tegan Gerard. And I've done a recipe out of here before. I don't remember which one it was, but this book calls for a half cup of pomegranate seeds. And I think those are called arils, A-R-I-L-S. I don't know. I uh, couldn't find pomegranates at my local grocery store, so I had a good idea. Basically, using a paring knife, I separated the little individual fruit segments from a blackberry and a couple raspberries, and then I also tossed in a few dried cranberries with that to get something similar to the aesthetic, you know, the look of pomegranate areoles, areoles, however you pronounce it. I don't, I'm illiterate. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we had the parts of a raspberry, a blackberry, and then some dried cranberries and that made, made up for it. Honestly, I think that was better because as much as I like pomegranate seeds, uh, there is, you know, there is some fibrous seediness to it that you don't necessarily have as much of with the blackberries. So, um, I like, I think my solution worked very well. <laughs> anyway, what we're going to do is, um, Preheat your oven to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Rub your carrots down with olive oil and then season them with salt and pepper. Okay, get them on a flat baking sheet and then roast those for 20 to 25 minutes. Okay, I, I think I did 20, 20 minutes the first run through. That will get them 99% of the way there. They will basically be done at that point, but because I had other other dishes that were going to be prepared in the oven. What I did is I pulled those out, set them aside, and then I put them in for another like 15 minutes at 425 degrees later. Um, basically, so they'd be extra scorchy, crispy around the edges and uh, nice and warm through. But really 25 minutes, uh, you might need to push it to 30, 35 if you're not doing it in two, two separate runs. But um, you want these to come out nice and wrinkled, brown at the shoulders and at the tips, and uh, ready for the dressing. Okay. So while those are in the in the oven and you know a small mixing bowl, what we're going to do is we're going to chop up coarsely, rustically, but as finely as we can, very quickly. The garlic, parsley, dill, the thyme leaves, and then we're going to mix that in with some oil and uh, salt and pepper you know, whatever, and mix those up and set them aside. It's going to have a texture similar to chimichurri, very chunky, very uh, rustic, um, and real beautiful, all different shades of green and all that kind of stuff. Once those carrots come out, we can arrange them on a platter. Uh, you could do it right on the baking sheet if you want it to be super rustic, but I did this on just a white platter. Uh, arrange the carrots there. Crumple the goat cheese over the top so the cheese comes in contact with the hot carrots, and then spoon the uh, herb oil over everything and sprinkle the the fruit component, whether you use the pomegranate seeds or the berry segments or the dried cranberries or something like that and you know bedazzle it bedazzle it with those <laughs> with those fruit pieces and it's just a beautiful combination of colors and textures and the flavor is incredible the dill the dill is the star of those fresh 
herbs. You can use any herbs that you want, but uh, definitely make sure that you get the dill in there because it gives it that nice like pickly, dilly <laughs> sort of uh, backdrop, which was really nice. So that's your honey roasted carrots with herb oil. Super simple. Uh, now we're going to move on to our butternut squash. All right. Now for our stuffed butternut squash stuffed with pesto and spinach and cheese. Uh, also, also, uh, my oldest son is a huge fan of butternut squash. So I did a zucchini for him and that turned out wonderful as well. But you can do these with just butternut squash. You can do them with zucchini. You can do them with acorn squash. You could do them with summer squash, patty pans if they're big enough. I don't know, all kinds of vegetables. Oh, you can do it with a pumpkin if you wanted to. But um, we're going to start off uh, with either one small butternut squash or two or two zucchini, whatever. Um, we're going to at least make three halves, okay? We're going to use three, uh, three quarters of a cup of heavy cream. We're going to make a really quick and rustic, um, about a quarter cup of basil pesto. Now, one, don't buy a jar of pesto, but also you don't have to make this like a full-blown pesto. It's not like you need pine nuts and citrus and I don't know what else. You don't have to put Parmesan cheese in it. Just basil and olive oil will be fine. You can do this in a blender. I did it in a mortar and pestle, mainly because I wanted to clean my mortar and pestle and by doing a run of pesto, out of uh, out of that, it pulls all the dry herb and spice powder out of the granite. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're going to do that. A quarter cup of basil pesto, a teaspoon. Uh, you can use dried sage, rub sage, whatever. If you have fresh sage, that's cool. This one isn't as reliant upon the fresh herbs to really make it pop as the other one is. But we're going to use some sage, a teaspoon of thyme, fresh or dry, whatever. Uh, one package, you know, eight ounces of frozen spinach. What we're going to do is we're going to thaw that. You can do it in the microwave. You can let it thaw on the counter naturally, whatever, and then squeeze out as much water from that as possible. You want some, a really dry brick of frozen spinach. Um, it sounds gross, but it, it works fine. Um, three or four cloves of garlic. Uh, you can either put that through a garlic press or just dice it up real fine with your knife. Quarter cup of ricotta cheese, a quarter, half teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes, uh, salt and pepper just to taste, one cup of shredded fontanella cheese, some fresh thyme, and, and like a big coarse salt, like a Malden salt for garnishing whenever you're done. But uh, for this one, we're using a 425 degree oven. Uh, realistically, you can use the same 450 degree oven as you did with the carrots. If you're doing these things together, as I did sort of, there was some overlap, but I was mostly using uh, an oven between 425 and 450. But preheat your oven. If you're following this recipe by itself, 425 degrees. All right, I usually never, I never done this before. I usually don't have much of a problem just cutting a butternut squash, butternut squash in half with a knife. But, you know, I was reading the cookbook and it said, you know, prick it all over with a fork and then microwave it for three or four minutes. And that softens it up considerably. It makes it easier to cut. I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Never had a problem cutting them in half before, but why not? And let me tell you what, it works. It works wonderfully. Pricked the butternut squash all over with a fork 
threw it in the microwave for like three minutes and then for another minute to minute and a half after that and then took it out and left it on the counter to cool down and uh, it was very easy to cut open. It's very nice. So we cut it in half lengthwise. We scoop out all the seeds and the stringy pulp. This just had, this hadn't developed like the full shape cavity inside of the butternut squash. It just had all the seeds down in the bell of the squash. So, so we cut those in half. We put them into whatever baking pan we're going to use. You can use a corningware pan, a casserole dish, something like that. I just used a, a metal baking pan. I think we make brownies in it. So I'm not sure what the dimensions of it were. Nine by six, nine by eight, nine by seven, something like that. But uh, lay them in there, uh, season them with salt and pepper. And then in a mixing bowl, we are going to mix together. Well, first I made the pesto in the mortar and pestle and then dumped that into the mixing bowl. Into that, we added things like garlic, red pepper flakes, salt and pepper, the, uh, the heavy cream, the sage, the thyme. And then we added that all to the, uh, the drained and squeezed out spinach, mix that up, and then added half of the uh, fontanella cheese. So the total, we had a cup of fontanella cheese. We used half of it in the wet mixture, and then we kept half of it uh, held back for a sprinkling on the top. Okay, so you have your squash in the baking dishes. They're all seasoned with salt and pepper. What we're going to do is we're going to spoon in this spinach and pesto and cheese and milk or cream mixture into the voids of the butternut squash. And then we're going to use most of the uh, the fontanella cheese that we've kept in reserve. We're gonna sprinkle that over the top. We're gonna cover this dish with some aluminum foil and we're gonna bake that at that 425 degrees for roughly 20 minutes, okay? After 20 minutes, it's gonna be, you know, the, the squash is still gonna be pretty firm. It, has, wouldn't, it won't have cooked up and softened the way that we want it to, but the, the cheese will be very soft and melty and uh, it'll be time to uncover this and let it run for an extra 20 to 25 minutes. 20 minutes should be fine on the second, the second run through. But as you get close to that, you wanna check it every once in a while, make sure you don't burn that cheese, but you want that cheese to brown up and get real nice and bubbly and brown around the edges and fantastic. And uh, then once, once you've gotten the color that you desire after an additional 20, 25 minutes, pull that dish out, let it sit for uh, five or 10 minutes to cool down so the cheesy filling kind of thickens up and sets a little bit so that it isn't really liquid and molten. And then you can garnish the top of that with some of that real, you know, big flake salt, some fresh thyme. You can hit it with a little bit more of that uh, reserved uh, fontanella cheese just to get it on there. But uh, easy, breezy, beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, the flavors there, the fontanella, you know, has like a, a really funky sort of a, a sharp provolone flavor to it, which is really nice. The basil pesto adds a lot more flavor interest to the to the filling than just the spinach would otherwise. So the flavor is wonderful. Um, you know, combined with the roasted carrots, everything was really beautiful. And in season, you know, fresh herbs, fresh produce. And of course, everything ended up being orange for some reason. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll, we'll have a different color that we will uh, focus on. But that's it. Spinach and pesto stuffed butternut squash, as well as honey glazed roasted carrots. I'll put a link in the show notes to this cookbook because it is very good. Half-baked har yeah, half harvest every day. 
by Tegan Gerard. All right, talk to you guys next week.